Okay, welcome to the Race Ride Seek podcast. I am Sarah Hammond. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, and I'm Sarah Hammond. <laughs> <laughs> and tonight I'm joined by... Jesse Carlson. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're joking. <laughs> it's the other way around, in case you didn't guess. <laughs> um, no, tonight... Um, it's me, Jesse Carlson, and Sarah Hammond. We are joining you from Alice Springs, mm-hmm. where we're enjoying the lovely hospitality of Tony and Leanne. Yep, and their five children. And their five kids. <laughs> um, so we're, and we're, Sasha the dog. And Sasha the dog as well. Mm. So we're um, resting up here for a little bit. Um, doing a few things um, after after a long long trip to get here. So um, yeah, so maybe grab yourself a coffee, cup of tea, beer, whatever your favourite. What are we drinking? Some red wine. Red wine. I don't know what sort it is. Out of yeah. camp cups. Red wine out of was, our money bikes cups. It was cheap. That's yeah, what it was. It was yeah. cheap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so grab yourself your beverage of choice and um because we're gonna talk a little bit about what we've been up to all right so it's kind of weird because usually we do the intro beforehand Mm. but we kind of like doing it and then launching straight in Mm. anyway um need some hold music so the guys at curve said we should (laughs) do a bit of a podcast um to talk about what we've been up to so teef how about you tell the folks what we've been up to <laughs> what have we we've been doing it's august now i know it's the time's flown by we left um at the start of may so on may the 4th we star wars day star wars day yes because <laughs> we're both really big sci-fi fans in case no one no one realized um yeah we decided that we wanted to take a bit of a trip um more of a permanent one so we obviously as most people know we gave away everything that we owned and packed our bikes up and we flew to port douglas to start with the the recce of this year's race to the rock course so we've been doing that um in between a few side trips and fighting the weather and just about anything else that's kind of come come our way. So we got into we got into Alice a couple of weeks ago. But um. So yeah, we've been living on our bikes. Yes. For a while. <laughs> so we thought we'd try that out for a little bit. <laughs> so we've done we've done a bunch of racing in the past, and for me anyway, I've looked at um, I've looked at friends of mine and other people. And being really jealous of their longer, dis- longer duration tours. So whether they're riding across South America or the Americas, or riding across Europe, or doing these longer duration tours, <coughs> I'd never had the courage to do one of those. Um, so all the stuff I've done has really been touring with a sense of urgency, and I thought it'd be interesting to try something where there wasn't as much time pressure yeah um something where we could less time i oh, know more time more time yeah, more yeah. time and more load <laughs> yeah so we could just head out and um not have that time pressure and if we wanted to stay somewhere for a bit well we mm-hmm. could if we wanted to explore an area we could um and so i never had the courage to really do that um yep. and i guess 
through a bit of um, bit of bad luck and maybe some bad people, I found myself kind of without money <laughs> um, or in a very different situ- situation to what I've been in in the past. So um, when you don't have much, you sort of think, well, why not get rid of whatever you've got left mm. and maybe just hit the road for a while? Yeah. So that's what we did. We kind of got rid of everything and kept some bare essentials, loaded it onto our bikes and thought we'd head to Port Douglas and start with the race to the rock recce. Um, so insert my original answer from there. Because <laughs> I clearly didn't get that right. <laughs> no, but why, why did you want to do it, T? Oh, um, well, I had no money anyway, so <laughs> it wasn't really, wasn't really too difficult. That's the thing, um, it doesn't... It doesn't take too much money to be no. broke and ride bikes everywhere. No. I, I've always wanted to try and get away for longer. I, I haven't really travelled. I never really stepped foot out of the country until I did my first race. So I've kind of always felt like I've been needing to catch up with everyone else that's managed to explore the world. And for me, I was just getting so restless in Melbourne. I, um, I, miss, my, I miss my sister and my nephew so much. But, um, yeah, the the need to get out and go and see what else is happening and knowing that I don't need a lot to get by um, kind of cemented the fact for me and obviously having someone to do it with is a bonus. Mm. Um, yeah, so far so good. So we're kind of amateurs at the whole camping game. It's kind of funny because, like, we were handy at going fast across huge distances sleeping on the ground yeah sleeping on the ground that sort of stuff eating crap yeah but we weren't really accomplished campers Mm -mm. leading into this but i think we've oh we've nailed it now yeah yeah, we've developed our own style we're learning stuff along the way we've settled into a bit of a routine now Mm. um we miss our tent when we're not in it sometimes yeah i'm actually we've been sleeping indoors for we're in a caravan at the moment yeah in a caravan and yeah, it's every time nice. every time we have stayed indoors, we kind of miss our little tent, mm. Mm, which we is kind of funny. We when we stay indoors <laughs> too. We tend to look after our shit a bit better when we're in a tent. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't have much stuff, so there's there's not <laughs> much to not much mm. to spread around. Um, but yeah, so we didn't have a an ideal start to be honest um, to our trip. It was quite a challenging start because we had um, we're up in far north Queensland where they've had the longest wet season in god knows how long um and the rain just didn't stop so we were sleeping outdoors pretty much um every night and it just wouldn't stop raining we were dealing with horribly wet conditions um whilst adjusting yeah while still trying to learn the ropes i think if it was raining like that now we'd probably still be like but i think all the other elements would have been a little easier to manage. Mm. So at the start, we were still trying to figure out how the hell to carry stuff, um, how to work out where to camp, you know, the right foods, budgeting, mm. all that kind of stuff. We were tired. We were getting tired because of the load on the bikes. Mm. Like there was all these other things happening at the same time. Mm. So we're not carrying as much as probably a typical bike tourer, you know, with the four panniers and all that sort no. of stuff. But we're still carrying a hell of a lot more yeah. than what we normally would yeah. um, if we were doing our, you know, like weekender or a bikepacking race. So that took a bit of adjusting. Mm. Um, but 
you know, we've got all these extra things on our bike. Like we've got cooking equipment. We've nail got polish. Tent. Oh, Teeth's got all her beauty essentials. I've got two nail polishes. <laughs> it's the only part of my beauty regime that's come with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is pretty funny though. We've kind of set up our bikes like a house. Yeah. So I've been thinking of it like you've got the there's the kitchen, mm-hmm. and you've got shed. the cupboard, and then we've got the shed where all <laughs> the, the other. Shed's where you've got. It's like the spare room at home, <laughs> where you just don't know. You put like the Christmas tree there, and you know all those <laughs> weird exercise bits of equipment that you buy that you never use, like your thigh master and <laughs> a few extra straps and velcro. It's like nah, same thing. So my shed is a five-liter Kmart dry bag, yeah. <laughs> bright orange. It gets strapped to a cage at the rear of my bike. Mm. Um, and what's your shed, Teeth? My shed's in one of my front, my front uh, dry bags. Yeah, okay. But it's kind of a bag in a bag. Yeah. It literally consists of stuff that I think I might need, but I'm not ready to let go of yet, and spare straps and Velcro. Yep. Yeah, mine's pretty much the same. Straps loads of straps yeah yeah because i think we early on we realized how much reliance we're placing on those volet straps mm. and velcro yeah and other bits and bike bags as well because we're always worried about needing <clears throat> to carry more in the remote areas yeah but we've managed that so far yeah we've managed it so far but we've always been worried about straps packing up or mm. bags just breaking and all that sort of thing but um mm. But no, so far so good. Yeah, but the bags have been great. Yeah, the shed <laughs> carries all that stuff. Um, but we've had a few... We, we kind of polled the Curve guys to see if there are any questions yeah. um, that they had. So they were, they were wondering how we manage uh, our effort, manage the huge stretches without food and water. <clears throat> so I guess we've been doing well, some... Well, we did take food and water, <clears throat> so... Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that's how we manage them. <laughs> I think we do... They've, they've been some really long stretches yeah. without food and water. And I guess, how do we manage that? Well, I think what I'm learning is that I do a hell of a lot more research than 99.9% of people. Yeah. I um, would be dead if Jesse wasn't here. So let's go back to one of the earlier questions on why I'm here. Um, I'm here because I couldn't do this without him. So. <laughs> oh, no, you'd be fine. It'd just be... You wouldn't have to put up with my um, anal planning. No, no, no. Your anal planning is <laughs> great. But no, I like to do I like to do a desk-based research stuff and look at maps and yeah. pour over them and work out where water holes might mm. be and all that sort of thing. So we go into these long stretches, having done a bit of research, um, knowing where the water sources are mm. likely to be. Um, so water's water's the challenge. Food is easy. Food's um, been pretty easy. Like yeah. you can take enough food if you're smart you don't have to you know you just need to learn to eat simple yeah so say for example we did an 800k stretch so without, plenty highway yeah on yeah. the on the plenty highway we did the whole plenty highway plus so, a side trip through some more you know rugged stuff yeah um from so 825 kilometers yeah bullia yeah. through to um through to alice springs yeah and we didn't we got Oh, there were two stops along the way yeah, where we two, got... They're stations. They were cattle stations. Yeah. So it's not like we've stopped at a McDonald's or mm. something. Like, it's <laughs> overpriced cans of soft drink and a few bags, bags of, chips. of chips. That's yeah. it. Unless you want to eat, you know, frozen pies and... Yeah, well, there were frozen pies at yeah. Tobermory, but yeah. not at Jervis. But, yeah, but we don't eat that stuff anyway. Yeah. Um, 
So what do we what do we pack for that? We packed a whole pile of sandwiches. I made two loaves of sandwiches. Yep. Peanut butter Peanut and jam. Peanut butter and jam sandwiches again. Just we, crunch down like yeah, crushed. Yeah, you don't care. Look, it doesn't matter how Into it looks. It looks brick. worse when it comes out. Um, I think it looks better. It looks like yeah, it a, probably does actually. It's like a layer cake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had a lot of nuts, uh, dried fruit, uh, biscuits. We picked up bags of chips and soft drink mm. at the station, so they they actually do help. And then but breakfast was... You're forgetting... The bazillion pancakes. The masterpiece. The pancakes. Tifa's has got some incredible camp pancakes. We're living on pancakes at the moment. So mm. even when we're not travelling, I just made like 30 of them this afternoon. <laughs> um, they're really easy because we found that when you're travelling longer stretches and you have to camp, you need water mm. to cook food or make breakfast. So... You need to downsize. So taking breakfast for the four days is a lot easier than needing half a litre of water every morning for oats. Excuse yeah. me. And hiccups. Um, well, it's a clean-up as well. Yeah, and yeah. cleaning up. It's all, it adds up very quickly. Yeah. And then in the evening we had, um, we had like, couscous or noodles. And yeah. we took a couple of veggies and, you know, by the last night we were eating whatever. And by the last day we were, um, we were creating some horrible stuff. <laughs> We were having like mm. gummy bears on. Gummy bears. Oh no, they weren't gummy sour. bears. They were sour worms. Sour worms, sour worms, worms ones, on yeah. peanut butter, on saladas, <laughs> on. Oh, but it's just fuel. We're just making turds. But <laughs> but part of the thing with this trip is like we're not. We're trying to. We're living as well, so we're yeah. trying to. We're trying to still eat the foods that we'd normally eat or yep. close to them, to them. So we've been eating pretty we well. We actually eat well. So it's when we've been on the long stretches, we, like we'll buy veg- for dinner, right? We'll buy we'll buy some vegetables. Like we've been surprised how long broccoli and carrots last. and carrots, ca- carrots can take last a fine. Beating. Yeah. Um, so usually we'll pick up some broccoli, carrots, zucchinis, which are <clears> usually <throat> pretty cheap. And then they'll get used up over nights 1 and 2. Mm. So Teeth's got a brilliant pantry which consists of curry powder, some garlic powder, some chili, chili crushed chili, um, and a few other bits and pieces. Yep. Some stock cubes until we realised it was destroying yeast. our stomachs. Yeah. yeah, nutritional yeast, which is cool. And we'll always have some protein with us, so either nutritional yeast, um, peanuts. peanuts, salted peanuts on everything. Salted peanuts on everything because that's cheap. We've got no chickpeas money. Chickpeas and canned goods, they're just yeah. way too heavy. Can't carry chickpeas and so on. Um, which would be cool, but um, we have we have at times when we're mm. we're not out, we're only out Shorter for a couple trips. of days. Yeah. yeah, so we've been eating pretty well. So what happens is night one we might have broccoli, mm. carrot, and zucchini, and zucchini. Night two in our we'll curry have, noodles. We'll have <laughs> night two. We might have some carrot, carrot, and then night three we've still probably got some carrot. And yeah. night four, we're just down to dry couscous. With some nooch. <laughs> With some and we definitely need extra water so we yeah. can swallow it. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, hopefully some peanuts as well if Teeth hasn't just ploughed through those. Yeah, separately. I did that. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think food we've we've got down pat. Water's always the challenge. Like, if you can, if you can always find campsites with, with water, then you're laughing. Everything's great. But we... In the stuff that we've been doing, once we left Townsville and headed inland in, into some of the more remote country, 
we've never had campsites with water. Um, no. And so that's been the challenge, trying to really conserve we've water. Ridden through um, riverbeds is part of the the recce. Yeah. So like dry riverbeds. Just bone dry. <laughs> bone dry river, 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 riverbeds. But um, we're also very good at minimising our water intake. So yeah. for what we normally get by on, I don't think a lot of people would be super yeah. into how yeah. little that we drink yeah. um we do know how to ration water uh especially if we're racing we don't mm. have the need to camp we would get by on even less yeah a lot less but we've so, been carrying quite a bit so we'll have yeah we've got the capacity for 10 liters each it's, that's all my coffee water yeah teeth's yeah. coffee water yeah. you do not want to see teeth in the morning if she doesn't get her coffee it's um Hang on. We've got, we've got some. <laughs> He's getting. <yeah. laughs> I thought she was going to hit me. <laughs> uh, but no, we've got. We carry a bit of water, but the thing is, every time we carry 10 litres, I end up. I end up. Usually what happens is, I end up with four litres at the end that I end up pouring out somewhere. Yeah, we have um, a water party. Yeah, we have a bit of a water party. Nothing, I can't. I struggle to carry it on my back. Yeah. So I shift everything around and carry the water in my frame bag. Mm. And I carry my clothing and that on my back because physically I struggle with seven litres of water on my back because right. it's seven kilos yeah. that splush all over the place. So to be fair though, you've had, a bit of a, you've had a bit of an injury, which we're trying to mm, sort out at yeah, the moment. Yeah, we're still working so, through that. So yeah, that's partly why we're hanging out in Alice at the moment. Um, anyway, so longest time without a shower. I reckon you've mm. been showering more on this trip than you were at home. Mm. <laughs> I'm, and you're I'm the, the opposite. Yeah, I, you've become teeth. Yeah, I'm the I, um, I found that, yeah, because it's hella sandy out here. <laughs> um, yeah, the longest I think we went was probably the Bullier to Alice. Yeah. So... There's only four days. Yeah, it's only four days. So yeah. maybe four or five days. Yeah. But um, I... Yeah, I've been craving the showers when we've yeah. been travelling. Because a lot of the days we've been running through dust or even with the early days with Hot, the, the, the rain. Humid, and the yeah, mud. Wet, so yeah. we, we were spending a fortune at the start on laundry because we just kept getting smashed with mud and rain mm. and all that. But, yeah, even when we've been camping, I like to change into my comfy clothes at night because you spend all day just basically covered in this red dirt. It gets mm. in everything. Everyone in Alice, I just, yeah, just covered in sand. That's been kind of the difference. Like, we're not racing, right? So we're living on our bike. So what what you've been doing at the end of the days when we've been out there has been, um, it's been interesting. So you want some, you want to change out of your, yeah. your clothes at the end of the day. So um, we're talking mainly here about the long stretches when we're yeah. trying to, we've had to, we're not racing, but we still we still had to cover big distances because we didn't really have the capacity to carry yeah. huge amounts of water. Um, so we still had to push on a bit. So on those days, we were riding 12, 13 hours a day to yeah. try to get our 200 k's a day in on Some days were faster, roads. some were slower. Yeah. Wind, but, sand, corrugations. Yeah, so, well, we weren't racing. We kind of had to push through, which is kind of fun. We like that stuff. We enjoyed it. We enjoyed the challenge yeah. of trying to get to it. But mm. it's a lot harder when you're riding an anchor. Yeah. So we're carrying a lot of stuff, and so it's, it's heavy going. But, yeah, then you get to the end of the day. So if you're riding 12, 13 hours, mm. you find when you're setting up camp, cooking dinner, all that sort of stuff, it'll take you 
it'll take it's you a couple hours. of hours to do that yep. and then packing up in the morning it's a couple of hours so yep. again so if you've got four hours aside doing that and you're riding for um 12 13 hours not a lot of time left in the day doesn't leave much left so teeth was doing um trying to separate the riding from resting by changing into some you know more comfy pants and tights yeah. or something and then it also you know, made it easier to sleep in a sleeping bag yeah. i know a lot of people will agree with me when you're sweaty and dirty from a big day's riding it feels horrible when you get into bed mm. but that was just my way of separating the two so you yeah. would you'd cook dinner and fight all the nighttime bugs <coughs> and i'd do my stretches in my leggings yeah so i'd, <laughs> I'd be out there <laughs> fighting the bugs with we don't have head torches so i'd have my helmet on still with still my shoes and everything <laughs> um yeah cooking dinner and tiffy come out look like she just stepped out of the salon <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but but no it's a good we've had a we've got a good we routine have a system thank got a good you, routine yeah. like we'll set up we'll get in teeth will set up the I so we'll both set up the tent, tent yeah. and teeth will set up all the sleeping gear and get it all sorted and get all the food into the tent <clears throat> work through our beauty essentials yeah. and get a change of clothes and and um clean yeah. up and wash your face and <laughs> clean up and do all that sort of stuff and make myself presentable yeah, for dinner while i'm cooking dinner yeah. <laughs> so um yeah so i'll cook up dinner and um then it kind of works out pretty well we've got a good system um yeah so how much walking have you done when it gets really sandy or muddy? That's another question. Mm. We haven't done a lot of walking. We haven't. We, we did a little bit of, with the muddy stuff at the start, but not long stretches. No. Oh, we've had some really tough stretches. Like, if we go back to the stuff in the... So everything that Rob recommended. <laughs> yeah. just the motorbike tracks through the yeah. eastern part of the Coranda National Park. Which is not in the race. Yeah, we've... we've they were just back up. We tried about 20 different options to get through on the first 150 k's. And one particular option, we... It took us... To do 14 k's, it took us seven, eight hours. Um, It was just completely washed out and muddy. So, But we had a few passes, like small passes, where you had to just keep pushing your bike up a hill, down a hill, up a hill. Like, there was no flat riding until towards the end. There was some, like... If you had a bike packing load, you kind of just throw your bike off these things. But yeah. um, because I had all, we've got everything we own on our bikes, yeah. at like computers and all this sort of stuff. Um, and so you, I, you've got to be careful with all this stuff. So yeah. when we're wading through rivers, yeah. um, not, not going maybe. through all this o- overgrowing country. Um, uh, oh yeah, sorry. We just we've got a visitor. Um, so we're not going to stop the recording. We've got a visitor at the moment. So oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's all right. What's going on? If you wanted to come for a drive to get some wood. Oh, we're just recording a podcast <laughs> oh, at the moment. Cool. I'll get some wood. <laughs> oh, yeah. Special yeah. guest appearance. Special guest appearance from Tony, whose hospitality we're enjoying. Um, but yeah, oh, we're just recording a podcast. We're going to be. I reckon we're going to be still another forty minutes. Oh, I'll go get some yeah. wood by myself then. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Tony. Bye. <laughs> See ya. Bye, podcast world. <laughs> so yeah, we only do one take for these things. Yeah, we, we don't have enough time. Um. But yeah, so we had some, we've had some really 
uh, some really slow going stuff. Yeah, I feel really bad too. Getting we wood to be... build a fire for our live Q and A session on yeah, Wednesday. We're doing a Q and A session yeah. Wednesday night. We thought doing it by the fire would be good. Mm. So he's going into the darkness to try to find some firewood. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, we've yeah we digress. Um, show must go on. So we've done. Yeah, we had. We had some slow-going stuff the other day as well when we were pushing through the Fink Gorge National Park. Mm. Where it was slow through Plenty Gorge. I mean, Plenty Highway too. Yeah, but not not like so. For instance, on the on the through the Fink Gorge National Park. Oh yeah, that we, was crazy. That was we did our twelve hours and we only managed eighty k's that day. Yeah, because uh, there was a lot of beach sand, red sand, every type of it's rock unridable. you can imagine. Um, Maybe a fat bike. Yeah. You'd have a bit more success. But this is proper sand. This is a riverbed. Yeah. Yeah, it was a riverbed. Mm. Um, so we were... You're you're riding through this bone-dry riverbed mm. um, for 80 kilometres, pretty much. Um, so yeah. that was kind of slow going. Um, so it's kind of hard to say how much In the section walking, after that. sort of on and off you're walking. But we've been lucky. We've got these three-inch tyres, 29-plus tyres, which allows us to get through stuff a lot more easily than we would with say a 2.2 or a 2.35 so yeah so that's been that's been good maximum temperatures and the huge swings at night how are you coping mm. with that and what equipment are you carrying for how such extremes how are coping it's wonderful oh so we good get, we get like perfect <coughs> sunny days mm. it's a bit cooler at the moment but it's winter here and we're still getting days of around 25 27 degrees mm. the coldest i think we've had is like 20 but the during night, the day yeah. yeah during the day um but yeah it's it was one degree last night so for everyone that thinks we're on a tropical island mm. it is proper cold here it's probably colder than melbourne yeah the nights the <clears> desert <throat> nights are really cold yeah. it's quite funny when people talk about heading you know heading into the desert not needing any of this cold weather gear but it's super naive like the desert nights clear nights in the desert are super cold at Mm. this time of year um we had we've had a few nights that would have been close to freezing um and then but during the day it'll be uh out here it's been high 20s low 30s out in the desert um and but in the tropics it's been it was a bit more humid at at times it's just stuffy so Yeah. yeah But it's been beautiful. It's the perfect weather. Mm. You get to cool down at night and enjoy the warmth. Yeah. Having a heater and then the next day you get to get around in t-shirt and shorts. It's great. Yeah, we've been... In terms of gear we're carrying... riding weather. We're pretty much just carrying our race kit in terms of... Because we don't actually own any other stuff. No. (laughs) Plus a few changes of clothes because we're... Like, I've still only got one pair of shorts. Mm. Um, I'm carrying more than one pair of undies, but probably three four t-shirts yeah but like to cope with the cold weather in the mornings like we'll just layer it up so i'll put gloves on i'll have an undershirt on Mm -hmm. i'll have my puffy jacket on i'll have my beanie on i'll have my rain pants on yeah you've done it a couple of times um, to manage it so yeah we're using everything that we're that we're carrying we we're using you warm up quickly when you're riding yeah so once you start riding you warm up well Mm -hmm. t-forms up quicker yeah i'm normally warm by the time i put the clothes on and I'll, I'll often borrow Teeth's gloves once she takes them yeah. off. Because <laughs> my t-shirt screaming down the road. Mm. <laughs> um, so, how are the GMX2s going? Any mechanicals or repairs you've made thus far? No, they've been good. 
Yeah, so we're riding these prototype GMXs, which pretty cool. It's like a I won't I won't crap on too much about them, but like it's a it's our ground up redesign of a bike packing bike, um, and so. I think one of the things that might set Curve apart from other companies is the testing that we do. So there's nothing that will test out a set of gear better than riding thousands of k's of brutal desert corrugations. Well, we, well, we started off by riding on mud. a beach. <laughs> so, I mean, what bike doesn't mm. love sand and salt water? Yeah. So we've done probably 7,000 k's on them yeah. now. And, oh, they're going... Great. You're going really well. We had a service in Townsville, but that wasn't for anything to do with the frame. It was all, you know, just running gear stuff. Yeah, so we've gone through a few sets of brake pads because the the mud and everything was just brutal at the start. Uh, Still on the same set of tyres. We haven't even bothered rotating them. The Maxxis Chronicles are awesome, by the way. Yeah, we haven't needed to. They've been good. Topped up sealant. We Um, haven't actually washed our bikes since we left Melbourne. No, we. Because they're just going to get dirty again. Yeah, yeah. I know. We should just um, not ever wash them. Yeah, we ever. don't need to. No. But the... Liam will love that. I think one of the interesting <laughs> things too is... Um, so we've we've had some real issues with our bike packing bags though. Mm. Um, so like the the gear that we've been using, the Apigura stuff, is awesome. It has been awesome for all the racing that we've done, yeah. we've, we've done in the past. But... There's a very big difference between racing and, and living out mm, on your bikes. So our bags are crushed. absolutely destroyed. Yeah. I've got extra um, pockets that didn't, you know, extra entry points that didn't originally <laughs> exist. And uh, thank God we have that shed full of straps. <laughs> uh, the yeah, the bags are absolutely destroyed. The yeah. buckles just don't survive after. We've cable tied all the buckles. A few weeks on the road. They just, all the zips on my frame bag are gone, yeah. so it just gapes open. So uh, that's my one of the bags are trashed. It's one of the things you've got to do when you're out um, for more than just you know one or two weeks. Is you've really got to look after zips yep. and be really careful with your gear, that sort of thing. So we've learned um, that with our tent. Yeah, we've we had a few nights where we haven't been able to <laughs> zip it up without it coming undone and. Uh, We've been too tired to care about getting eaten alive by bugs. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the bikepacking gear, um, it's we've found that racing is very different to just doing something that's like three or four months long. We've been on the road for three and a half months, yeah. I guess now. So yeah, and our bags are just absolutely destroyed. They're we're, they're held together by resewing them and. Mm you know velcro straps and so on so lucky we've got the shed as teeth was saying um so how are we powering all our equipment what systems are we using um we don't really need to power too much stuff really dyno in the wheel which we've always used so that's always been something that we've had on all our bikes Mm. for racing um but yeah, we power stuff through the day, but mm. we're not riding like till two a.m. So yeah. needing needing lights to last all night. Like we've got our dyno light, but mm. it's not as critical as it would be when we're racing. Yeah. But we always seem to have a power point if we're at a caravan park. Um, we always have a fully charged battery, like portable battery or power bank. Mm. Um, so when we did Bullier to Alice Springs, I carried a battery pack. Um, and that was fine. I was able to charge my phone every night on that alone, and still have, 
still have um, charge left. It's it's not not as hard as it seems. You just yeah. just got to do your research. So we're using a K light system. Um, so the the K light charger, we use that to charge batteries during yeah. the day. I use that to charge my uh, to power my Garmin as well through a buffer battery. Um, We've got a double adapter, charge adapter, which makes life yeah. a bit easier. Which is something new that Kerry's done, which has been awesome. Yeah, so that's working out pretty well. Just usual stuff, but we don't have as much mm. demand really because we're not we're not riding through the night. So, and it's actually kind of cool when you run out of power too, because then it's yeah, it's it as means you're you, talking about your phone, yeah, your phone yeah. or your camera or things yeah. like that. Then you don't have to. camera's been a challenge for you yeah. because you're running. Uh, uh, a camera that chews through battery a bit faster. Yeah, but that's all right. It's but just it's, it's easy. Okay. It's easy enough to, yeah. to charge stuff, so we're not too stressed about that. It's good. We will always we the phone is the main one, but not not for making calls or anything because we've really no. got phone signal out there. But more because it's our backup navigation. We're also um, using it to make a hell of a lot of videos, and that just chews through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Actually, if you want to see some our amazing <laughs> Hollywood level. The production is I'm, so professional. I'm expecting, like, when award season comes around, like, we're not we're not going to have to work ever again. Anyway, YouTube, <laughs> Tent is the new rent. Yeah. If you want to check out some of our um, incredibly professional yeah. productions, don't, yeah, here, just a tip, don't waste your time. Don't bother. Hey, <laughs> I put a lot of non-effort into them. <laughs> it's mostly just us talking rubbish. Yeah, yeah, it's us <laughs> eating. Kind of like this. It's us eating, mostly. Um, mm. Talking rubbish mm. or creating really crazy intros. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But no, check it out. Um, and, yeah, because you can be one of the... We're into double figures, I think, in terms of people who've watched... Like Our 11 videos. people. Like 11. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking more like two. <laughs> you and me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that was just to make sure the video wasn't crap. Yeah, that's so. right. We're, make, we're just making sure it was... It was uploaded. We're going to be the first person to yeah. have like a million hits on our videos, and it's just you and I looking at different computers yeah, just, on our trip. Just checking yeah. to see if it's worked. Yeah, every time we get to a new town, we just go to the library, yeah. community center. Just Has anyone in. watched it? Yeah, we've got mm. one more view. Oh, that's probably me. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, next question. We had um, how. Uh, how does being in this situation, sleeping in a tent most nights, affect your relationship, and how do you manage that? <laughs> <laughs> What's happened? How's it affect our relationship? Well, I don't know. So it's a it's a it's a good question, uh, right? Because we're yeah, traveling. Yeah, I know what it means. We're traveling as a <laughs> we're traveling as a team, like yeah. as a pair. Um, like one of the one of the things we we found like early on before we left was that. A normal two-person tent is just not big enough. No. Like, you just need... If you're living rather than just trying to do, like, a quick trip over a week mm. or something, um, you'd need a bit more space. There's not enough room to create a pillow for <laughs> in case you're having an argument, so... Um, <laughs> but having that extra space is really important. It's been need, great. Yeah, you need to be... Um, I found just, like, a basic two-person tent couple of different options that we've used in the past is just too claustrophobic too for small. long trips so we've got a three-person tent which is still tent. super light it's a top tent, it's a tunnel tent and it's um, great you can sit up in it yeah. fully um it's just yeah you just need that little bit more 
room to breathe because yeah it's they're long days like we're in each other's face every day and that includes when we sleep you know it's just having that bit of space at the end of the night helps as well Mm. but um yeah i think being together all the time 24 7 is yeah it can be tough at times as well because you know you can have in your normal like a more normal day-to-day life where you go off and go to work and whatever Mm. you can hide different things that you might be going through or whatever um there was there was a lot of adjusting at the start probably more on my part Mm. i struggled um i struggled with not having like my house was always my safety net uh so if anything went wrong i could kind of run back there and hide under a rock if i was having a hard day or if jesse was having a hard day you can kind of manage that stuff before you get home so when you're traveling with each other all of a sudden all this stuff's happening while you're together so i guess um yeah there was a a process of having to kind of work through a few things at the start and i um yeah i had i had a bit of a battle but i think things are great now Mm. but as far as relationships go like there's not many people that can travel together to this extent um we enjoy each other's company but we're also very aware that you know sometimes like now when we're in alice where we're not on a plan where we have to ride every day um we have the opportunity to do things on our own at the moment so i think it's important to still make sure that happens when we get the opportunity like some days you might want to go for a ride and i don't feel like it or you know you might be working i might go do something else it's it's important to still you know have time for ourselves Mm. and the other thing i think it needs communication as well you need to talk about stuff and be honest about things and because otherwise it feels like you know one person might be on the other person's tour and it's like it's unfair on the other person if you're just going along with things and so you have to speak up communicate Mm. um and be mature adults um because yeah things can blow up really easily this Um, is all hypothetical when you get yeah (laughs) when you get tired i mean some people might might find it really might might get a bit short after a long day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> between about five and eight in the evening. <laughs> it's all right, Jesse. Just be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you just kind of. Craft. He doesn't like angry teeth. <laughs> but yeah. it's like it's it's a good question because, like, it's not it's not all Instagram. Like we're all riding around being happy and go lucky. Like there are some really tough days. Um, and whether that's because of the trip or because of you know our relationship like it's yeah you just got to work through stuff and as jesse said communication's been a really important factor for this trip so far and something that we've we've had to work on and i think it i think it's it's been getting better yeah as a result like we we're more honest about things um we have a better routine we have a better understanding it's um and i'm sure that will just continue and I think the stuff that we're doing has been quite tough, to be fair. So it's like different people deal with hardship differently. Yeah, and so true. it's sometimes it's a lot easier dealing with it by yourself. The highs um, and the lows, absolutely. Yeah, it's much easier doing a trip like... So the, the big K 
chase stuff that we've done recently it's much easier mm. to do solo i think um than do it as a pair because um different people unless you really deal with hardship in a very similar way um, but even still you're probably going to be at different parts of your cycle at different times as well in terms of it all right. whether you're highs or low so um so i think it's um okay. it's definitely it's definitely easier um to do like the super tough stuff i reckon solo mm-hmm. um but um but it's more f- like it's it's more fun to try to get through it as a as a team because um, you get to enjoy all the stuff that you wouldn't otherwise you just be out there by yourself enjoying each sunrise and each sunset so it's much more enjoyable i think having mm. having um having someone with you but i think it's probably it it can be tougher even like doing it with a doing it with someone else if you're really trying to push it a bit and doing some some tough stuff um but i don't know maybe maybe not i don't know what do you think t you seem to you might be disagreeing with me no no i'm not disagreeing yeah i um i agree with the highs and the lows thing like i we've had the conversation that i've said that I'm not used to have been around someone when I'm I'm struggling through something. Yeah. So that's what I mean. It gets, that's what it I mean. gets magnified. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in the same in the same sense, I I said to you on a couple of occasions on the really long stretches that it was just so nice to have someone else there. Like a couple of the race to the rocks and other races and that. Like I've always you know sent you messages or you sent me messages saying oh I wish you could see what I'm seeing now and that part of it was great I, I loved being able to do that with you but mm. obviously we we have different strengths and weaknesses mm. and you know Jesse's always going to be faster than me too so um yeah it's it's hard it's mm. you just you know some days he's got to slow down for me or that so but I, I think we did really well when we got through the plenty highway like I was kind of laughing at the end of it going I think we just passed the biggest relationship compatibility test that's on earth by mm. having to get through 800 kilometers of corrugation <laughs> sand pits mm. eating crappy food and swallowing a bazillion flies yeah. and but that's the thing i was like um we've it wasn't that we're, we're pushing the pace to try to get through that yeah. we kind of set a schedule and we're trying mm-hmm. to stick to it so it wasn't like a normal it's kind of like a hybrid of yeah. Of trying to race and um and tour at the same time. So that was kinda of weird. So it was kinda of fun. Um but um yeah. it was also kinda of tough as well at the same yeah. time. But um one of those things where you look back on like the type type two fun, you look back on it mm. and it's like, Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. But um there were some difficult spots along the way. But we got oh, through it. Were. Yeah, and we got through it. But um but I my so I look back on that, those tougher stretches, and the things that I remember are, are the night sky, mm. the sunrises, the sunsets, which are always incredible. Um, the colours. And the, the, the colors amazing colours. And I think about the food that we had, Teeth's yeah. amazing pancakes, um, our curry noodle experiences out in the mm. middle of nowhere. On the highway. Cooked yeah. in the desert in the red dirt and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff they're the things i remember i don't i don't look back and go oh geez that day was a bit uncomfortable because no for whatever reason i um, loved our citrus parties oh yeah citrus we, parties we gave good. ourselves something to look forward to each day 
normally anywhere between about 3.30 and 5.30 we'd have a citrus party. And trust me, when you're eating nothing but sandwiches and, you know, by nightfall, just couscous. Um, yeah, we'd carry a few pieces of fruit. Well, more than a few, but every afternoon we'd have an orange and an apple and it was just something we looked forward to. So, yeah, yeah we, we called it a citrus party. But, yeah, we're trying to break down the efforts into, like, three-hour shifts Yeah. when we're trying to do the hard stuff. We'd have smoke over it. Try to do five-hour shifts. So we'd kind of like, – we'd be up at five. We'd be on the road by yeah. seven. By ten, we'd have a smoko because yeah. we're out in the – you know, we're out in the bush here. Yeah. Um, and then that would get us through to one. We'll have some mm. lunch. Then we'd stop around about four, and then that would get us through to seven. Yeah, um, so roughly. Yeah. Roughly, yeah. We'd section it off. Um, but we'd cook dinner at night and we'd literally be asleep 20 minutes later. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's tough days lugging around all that stuff. It was, it was fun. Yeah. I enjoyed it. No, it was good. It was really good. Um, how, did we, how did we deal with the, uh, the psychological side of dealing with the, con- with the constant exposure, isolation and remoteness? And I'm assuming feeling like you're on a treadmill going nowhere. Hmm. I've never felt like I'm on a treadmill going nowhere. I think that's a bit of a, uh, you know, these roads are so long and go forever. Like, I think it depends where you are. Um, out here in Australia and the remoteness and this isolation and the, you know, the pancake flat <laughs> landscape, I think you either get it or you don't. Um, I think some people come out here and go, dirt, flies, never-ending roads, sand pits, but... I, I love it. I um I know it doesn't seem like the train or anything changes, but there's just something really lovely about being away from all the noise and the emails and the social expectations and phone reception. It's um that isolation is almost welcomed at at some points. And you said something about that the other day, where at first you're like, oh, I've got no reception, and damn it, you know, can't use my phone, and then. By the last day you're like i'm glad i've got no reception i don't want to use my phone it's um it's nice it's nice to have that balance sometimes mm. we can get bogged down from all the other stuff quite easily yeah it's interesting sometimes there's this is one of those things that kind of divides people like there's a group of people who look at these things and, and they think oh geez i'm a bit worried about all that isolation mm. and and remoteness and then there's the other group uh, where i think teeth and i fit which who go oh wow that's exactly what i want um so i really love that that isolation um there's nothing i look back on the highlights of our trip so far and they've been where we've camped in the middle of absolute nowhere so good where you look up at the night sky and the milky way is like a dense cloud just arcing across the sky and venus in the early morning almost you almost um it almost casts a shadow sort of thing on you it's just the night skies are mind-blowing and knowing that there's just no one around for miles other yeah. than maybe some dingoes and camels <laughs> wallabies and kangaroos some um birds eating you yeah. packets of food i don't know there's something special about that for oh, us so i think yeah um couple more questions that we had here i was wondering how many day how many hours per day do you actually talk so like we're riding along um well it's funny some days some days we won't talk much at all because it's Hmm. it can be really hard when you're riding on these really 
rough corrugated roads. <laughs> and not, our hearing isn't great at all. And so that's mm. partly why I was trying to section off the days into into shifts so we could stop and have yeah. a chat about things and debrief. But there's also where we're at mentally each day too. So one mm. of us might feel chatty, the other one might be like, nah, I don't feel like talking. But we talk on and off. Like It's not like we've run out of stuff to say. We mm. just... Um, there's when you've been in a relationship for a couple of years you are comfortable with the the quiet times like we um yeah i don't know it varies like i probably talk more than you do even if you're not listening Mm. um you talk to yourself yeah i talk to myself too so that's like a that's like a two-part question Mm. (laughs) (laughs) so have there been any weird topics that we've chatted about on the roads um weird topics yeah I don't know it wouldn't be I don't think it's as weird as say if Ryan was here yeah there's probably been some bizarre stuff we've spoken about but we talk about some weird stuff you know that's we talk mm. about random things as it is mm. like you gotta keep yourself entertained to an extent yeah um I cause I haven't seen the questions until now I have no idea like if I'd had some time to prep that answer yeah I can't think I, I don't <laughs> I think it's been pretty mm. Like, it's, it's been pretty standard stuff. It, in some ways, it feels like on the really long... When we've done the long and mm. long stuff where we've been riding all day, it's, it's felt like we've had... It's been like a work day. Yeah. <laughs> like you're at work and then you finish the riding mm. and then you can stop and have a chat at the end of the day over dinner, yeah. um, which is kind of weird. But, um, but yeah, earlier on when we're doing shorter days and, um, you know, it was just more more normal stuff with... With a lot of the stuff we'd be talking about would be planning next sections or I was be, gonna say that, yeah. Yeah, planning next sections or talking about what's coming up or where we are or mm. um that sort of stuff. <laughs> what food's making us gassy. Yeah. <laughs> what food has destroyed teeth? High carbohydrate carbohydrate diet at the moment. It's like should we really be eating these sandwiches? How old are they? <laughs> yeah. Like four days is fine, is it safe but can to we? Eat if they start moving? Can yeah. we put them in? Yeah, can we go into day five on the yeah. on the sandwiches? Um, uh, have we seen any UFOs? Um, oh, remember that night when we didn't know what that was in the sky? It wasn't a UFO, folks. But um, so no. Yeah. But we saw this. Um, it was it was dark. It was this a is night. eagle eyes teeth here. Oh, where were we? I think it was the night before we got into Alice. Um, and it was like this streak. It was like a really bright streak. And we worked out that, you know what, you're the science guy. Cause I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah. I, um, I, so I did a doctorate in physics. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, you know, one of those online university ones. Um, we worked out that it was... Well, yeah, I said it again. You worked out that it was a plane. And I'll let you finish the description of that because I, I can't remember. You're the science guy. No, the thing was it was not too long after sunset. Yeah. Right? And you saw this this really weird bright object in the sky. It had like looked, a light tail Yeah, it sort of had a bit, of a bit of a tail behind it. Yeah. And... Um, it was bizarre. It just looked like it yeah. was suspended up there. But the thing was... Um, we kind of observed it over time and had a look at it and <laughs> and noticed that it was going away. It was dimming. Yeah. And so it was, yeah, it was a plane that was just high enough so it was reflecting light. So it was still getting light. 
um, because the sun had set not mm. too long ago. So it's at 40,000 feet. Mm. So it was reflecting light down and it was pretty cool because yeah, we're looking at it great. going, this is, it looked like a comet or something. Yeah, but um, like a stationary one. Mm. But um, it, it was moving and yeah. it, so it did dim, but it was, that was kind of cool. There's only a few shooting stars. Yeah, shooting stars are always we had cool. a couple just the, um, the other day when we walked out to, when we did our mega walk. Yeah, when we were on yeah. the way out to, to do Lara a section Pinta. of the Lara Pinta. But no, it was, um, it was pretty cool seeing, so we're, we're on the road before sunrise and we finish after sunset usually. Yeah. And so you get to see the odd shooting star in yeah. the early morning, which is kind of cool. Um, but no UFOs. Yeah, Sorry, no guys. UFOs. Sorry, yeah. guys. Um, I think that's exhausted the, um, the our question list. Um, How many minutes are we up to? We're up to 52. So oh, I reckon we can go. probably wrap it up then. Um, so I guess now, right now we're in Alice Springs. Mm -hmm. um, so we've completed our Race to the Rock recce. Yeah. Um, so part of this as well is we're living on our bike. So we can't um, do that without, we're not trust fund kids with mm, billions no. of dollars. We don't have really Money have free. much. Yeah. Uh, so we've kind of been thinking about this as the year of living dangerously too. Yeah. So I've been doing two days of work a week, which I can still do remotely. Yeah. Um, I've been spending your money. And yeah. Tiff's been um, shopping. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, so that's enough, to, that's enough to kind of get us by at the moment. Yeah. Um, but we need to earn a little bit more to keep yeah. keep on the road. So Tiff's got some work lined up in... Uluru. Uluru. Which should align nicely when anyone, if they finish the Race to the Rock course. Yep. Um, I should be there. Well, we should be yeah, there. Yeah, we should be. Yeah. Um, just after around about the time people should be coming in, which which would be ace. It'd be great to yeah, see cool. folks come in. So I've landed a job working with the bike hire place, where you can get a bike and go for a roll around the big red rock. Mm. So, so that'd be cool. That'll be yeah, three weeks solid of dealing mm. with school holiday crowds. So yeah, I'm going to be pretty feral after that. So Teep's got a bit of a. Uh, bit of an injury that we're trying to sort out with a chest back thingo um chest back thingo that's the technical term <laughs> chest for back it yeah. so we're we kind of um just trying to sort that out at the moment alice yeah. springs but alice springs is an awesome place yeah um, it's so good such great trails around here for both bikes hiking, and walking, hiking as well all of it so we went out the other morning uh the other day and and did a bit of a 50k walk yep, on no, on no training. No training, so, <laughs> so she's still suffering from a little bit. So just last, to try last to do. Last 50k was like our, yeah. it was like the ground was on fire. It was a death march, but yep. um, we managed. Yeah, we did a section of the Lara Pinta Trail, and yep. hopefully we'll get to do a bit more. Some hikes up to the top Mount of Gillen. Mount Gillen, um, ably assisted by um, a five-year-old five and a ten-year-old, <laughs> and, ten um, and their mother Leanne. Yeah, and their yep. mother Leanne. Yeah. Um, kids are tough. Kids are tough. Hannah is only five, and some of the step ups that we had to do were bigger than her. Some serious rock scrambling at the yeah. end that had teeth spazzing out a little bit. I was good. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Thanks mm. for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the trails, the mountain bike network yeah. here is awesome. It's fantastic. So there's plenty of rocks. Yeah. If you like rocks. So that's the good thing about the trip that we're doing. We've got the the space to oh, and so the time good. to stop here for a little bit and explore and try to um, get get teeth sorted out mm. and then we'll she's got some work lined up so we'll do some we'll do a we'll go back into the desert to do another tour yeah um, head off next week yeah um and do another tour probably down 
Through old gun. Old track. Um, sorry, gone. Down to past Fink, Fink. Unidata. Ride yeah. some of the Unidata track and yeah. some other stuff around there. Yeah. And then back up to Uluru. So, yeah, we won't yeah. be doing Race the Rock this year because we're... Um, with poor. Yeah, we're, no. we're too poor. I'm, I'm yeah... <laughs> Um, three three is enough for me. Two's probably over it. Um, yeah, but yeah, life. even if we wanted to, we yeah. yeah, we don't really have. We're not in that financial no, position anymore. We've got other anymore. things planned, so we've got other stuff to do yeah. as well. I'm enjoying the touring. I mm. thought I'd kind of regret not racing this year, but um, I've I've really enjoyed what we've been doing. Mm. It's just it's different, but it's nice. I, I like it. Mm. So I'm yeah. And logistically, trying to, you know, organise just for one of us to race is a bit of a nightmare, so... Yeah. It's like, here, take all the crap. I'm just going off to do a race. No worries, I'll be here when you finish. Yeah, it'd be a it's, bit difficult, yeah. wouldn't it? So then we're heading off to, hopefully, to South Africa yeah. for another um, for another amazing trip, the Trans-Lazutu yeah, Expedition um, with Banky and the and some other guys, so it looks like that's happening um, in late October. Yep. Um, so it looks like... We're this year of living dangerously, as we're calling it. We're still we're still on the road. Yeah. Um, we thought it could have all blown up after a few weeks. Yeah. Um, so did a lot of the internet. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> proved you wrong. <laughs> still together uh, as well. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but no, it's been it's been um, it's been good fun trying to trying to live on our bikes for a while. We, yeah. I mean we we don't have any any uh, we don't have kids or any any ties, so we've got yeah. that opportunity to to give it a go. So. We'll just keep trying to push it along and, and go exploring until um, we get sick of it, and then we'll yeah. we'll go and do, do something, something else. else. Um, but yeah, if we can find a little bit more, if we can earn a little bit more cash, maybe we'll be able to head um, head overseas and do some more um, more stuff elsewhere. But we love the Australian stuff. We love oh, the desert. So we love the inland stuff. So, and it's not a bad thing to escape Melbourne's winter mm. as well. Mm. It's looked like a treat. All right, well, let's wrap it up, Teeth, because yep. it's... I'm have some dinner. I'm hearing your stomach grumbling. Is that your stomach? Yeah. Or is it mine? Probably yours. It's probably mine. Um, so let's wrap it up. Um, thank you for listening. That's I hope right. we haven't bored you too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was the Race Ride Seek podcast. Who knows what edition we're up to? Live from the Jayco Outback. Yeah, live from the Jayco Outback Swan, I think yeah. it was. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us. And um, yeah, oh. maybe we'll see you on the road out there somewhere. <laughs> see you later, Teeth. See you later, Teeth. <laughs>